Ahoy! Welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of Bottom of the Stream. I'm Nick. I'm Adam. Welcome to the show. How are you, Nick? I'm very well. Yeah? All good? Yeah. Still in lockdown? Sure am. Me too. Although I have gone back to work. Uh, well, actually, yeah, we've both just lied because I'm actually going uh, to work tomorrow. I've been working anyway, but I'm actually going out tomorrow. You're going to into work, the office? So. Yeah. Yeah, I've been back in the office this week. It feels weird. We're, we're observing social distancing, so nobody complain at me, please, because I don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, almost back to normality. I've got a bit of routine back in my life, which is weird. Weird, but good. Weird, but good. So it's like you're dipping the toe back into the water of reality. Yeah, the trouble is, I think I'm going to get used to having a lot less people in the office, and I was going to hate it when everybody comes back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be a, the real uh, adjustment you have to make. Anything else happened to you this week that's worth mentioning? What, in my normal boring life? In your life? normal everyday life? Uh, I, I've realised I would never want to be a teacher. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> kids, uh, kids being a bit of a handful. Uh, it's just it's difficult to do everything at once, isn't it? <laughs> True. I suppose if you're working too, and teaching and too many balls parenting. to juggle. Yeah, it can't be easy. I'm glad I've just got myself to look after. Movies to watch. That's that's, well, that's the easy good. part. That's the easy bit. My oven broke last week. Oh right, okay. That was annoying. So I've gone a week without an oven. I fixed it tonight. So you've been eating to, salad. Uh, yeah, quite a lot. I need to though. The amount of weight I've put on. <laughs> <laughs> I had to teach myself how to fix an oven. Well, there you go. Good old YouTube. If, if, if nothing else, there you go. You've learnt a <laughs> new skill. Absolutely. Right, shall we get into the show now? We've waffled. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I'll start with the socials. Um, follow us on Twitter at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, Instagram is the same at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, the website is www.bottomofthestream.com where you will find every season we've ever done and all the stream tables as well. And Patreon. Follow us on Patreon. Uh, we've got three different levels of Patreon. And you can get some cool merch and some cool bonus episodes. We've got a few bonus episodes coming soon. We'll uh, give you that for a few pence. Yeah, if you uh, if you can't do that, then leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, uh, because that really helps uh, get more eyes on the show, turns it in the right places in the algorithm, and it's just cool to hear feedback as well. Definitely. I'm not sure how many eyes we've got on the show, but ears on the show would be nice. Well, both. Any sense you want to get at us, then... If you want to taste the show, we'll take it. send yeah. me a private message. Smell us. We smell good. We do. Although, three weeks in lockdown, I'm not so sure. Nobody's <laughs> smelt me recently. I've not been in two metres of anybody, so I've no idea if I do or don't. If you smell that bad, you'd, you'd soon break the two metre barrier, I'm sure. True. Very true. People would tell you. <laughs> right, I've got some Netflix news. Let's I've got go. Two, piece, two pieces of Netflix news. Have you heard about what's happening in Ashford? In Kent. Uh, no, you can get the train to France. Well, you used to be able to. I think you still can. It's down that sort of area, at least. Um, the local council have just passed planning permission for a £250 million production facility that will be leased to Netflix and Amazon. Oh, lovely. So they will be joint using this production facility to make the shit, whatever they're making, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Shows. Nothing at the minute, but by the time it's built... But yeah, I read that the other day. I thought that was quite interesting that they're going to have their own studio over here. Yeah, that's really... No, I hadn't heard that. That's really interesting. Probably in more uh, more important news for Netflix is, did you see how many sub- subscribers they've added over the last three months? I did. Uh, crazy. So, so I think they've more than doubled their expected. Yeah, in their, uh, at the start of the year, they obviously released what they're expecting, like estimates. They estimated 7 million new subscribers in quarter one. And achieved fifteen point eight million. There you go. Quarter one. Well, that's worldwide, obviously. That's that's insane. That's absolutely yeah, I mean, insane. Lock lockdowns good for some businesses, obviously. Yeah, some businesses are really uh, really working. But yeah, that's my that's my Netflix news. Thought they, it was quite um, interesting. Their statement that accompanied it wasn't too like braggadocious either. It kind of <laughs> is that you know, a word? I, yeah, yeah, totally. That's a great word. <laughs> but I'm paraphrasing. But it essentially said, you know, we understand. You know, we've had a good quarter, but it is because of these extreme circumstances. Yeah, they're kind of caveat. They weren't like saying, blowing like, their trumpet of, no, oh, look at how amazing we are. Look how good Tiger King is. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> slaves to Netflix because you're stuck inside. Yeah, they issued a, a memo to their stockholders saying, look, we don't expect this to carry on. Don't, yeah. <laughs> things will probably go back to normal eventually. But no, it's good. It's good for them, at least. We should be getting some cool stuff from them. 
They've also said that they're not intending on running out of original stuff in 2020, even though they're not actually currently making anything. So that's okay. quite good. <laughs> that's good to know. There's a lot of stuff in the bag, obviously. Obviously is, yeah. The, the problem is they might be uh, reaching down to the very bottom of the bag. To, well, that's good. To that's what, that's where we... these new bits off. We sit at the bottom of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> is that a good name for the podcast? I'm not quite no, sure. it's worse. Last week we ran through the top 10 on Netflix. We did. And I thought that was quite good. Yeah, we said um, we wouldn't do it every week because it no. might not change too much. It's changed quite considerably over the last few weeks. Let's do it but again. Last week, so I'm going to do it again. Um, you might be surprised by what's in at number 10. Okay. It only went, into Net- only went on to Netflix this week. Um, it's Space Jam. Oh, amazing. <laughs> it's a great film. We may have a theme, but uh, let's carry on the... Uh... <laughs> Let's carry on the chart. But yeah, Space Jam's a great movie. Yeah, 1996. It's about yeah. an hour and a half long. It's really good, yeah. So check, people obviously are checking it out, so uh, go and check it out. Number nine is also new. It's a Netflix original TV show called Outer Banks. Okay. Ever heard of it? Uh, is it about investment opportunities in space? No. Okay. <laughs> it says, on an island of have and have-nots, teen John B., Enlists his three best friends to hunt for a legendary treasure linked to his father's disappearance. Ten episodes. So far, so Goonies. An hour long, almost an hour long for each episode. Ten episodes. According to my Netflix algorithms, it's a 98% match for me. Ooh. So I might check that out. Sounds quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, you should. Uh, Ozark's in at number eight. We mentioned that last week. That's dropped a we few did. places. Uh, Money Heist is at number seven. That's also dropped a few places. Was in there last week. Uh, the Innocence Files is at number six. Have you heard of this? No, I don't think so. What's that? Hit me up. It's uh, Netflix's new documentary series. I watched the first episode yesterday, actually, and I really enjoyed it. It was quite interesting. So basically, there's this company in America called The Innocence Project. Right. And they basically take cold cases and they get letters from inmates claiming their innocence okay. in America. And they take them and look at them and try and disprove them and that sort of thing. I've only watched the first episode, but it's really fascinating how... Because these are like old... Okay, the, the one on the first episode is from 1990. And obviously technology and things have changed since then. One of the guys who had given evidence was discredited. And this guy had been in prison for like 30 years and he hadn't that, done it. That does sound interesting. Does it track it through to like conclusion or or is it? did it end with, oh, the, this case is still ongoing? The first episode didn't have a conclusion. Okay, um, I'm not sure about the others. There's nine episodes in the season. But I'm definitely going to stick with it. I thought the first one was really fascinating. It cool. was about bite mark evidence and how that... We can be disproved now. And Documentaries, I'll tell you, all the rage at the minute they on, are, the, on Netflix. Netflix are killing it with documentaries at the minute. Uh, number five, Peaky Blinders. Do you know, I've never seen it. Nor me. <laughs> I, I, and I know a lot of people are absolutely wild for it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't know why, because it's the sort of thing I probably should like. But yeah, me too, but I've just, just never, never been interested. Never got to it. No, don't know why. I think the new seasons come out, or some new seasons have come onto Netflix. Right, okay. That's why it's jumped into the chart. But people are doing a bit of a rewatch. Yeah. Uh, number four is Better Call Saul. Sure. Obviously, that finished last week. Uh, the finale episode came on. Um, I've raved about how good this season was. You have. I was a little bit disappointed with the finale. Okay. <laughs> Which is quite weird. It it was a really good episode. Are you just being contrary again? No, I don't think so. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> It was a really good episode. It just didn't feel like a final episode. Does that make sense? Yeah, but is it, it's not necessarily set up to be that. No, it's is not. It? It's it's not. It's more of an ongoing thing. I mean, yeah, but even, doesn't really care if it's a no. And it really, that really season. shone through. There was like a good like shootout set piece at the end that was really good. Yeah, it just it didn't live up to the rest of the season for me, and I was a little bit disappointed. But. It's really set up the final season, and you can really see where it's heading now. That's the thing, isn't it? They're playing That's a long game. That's what he game. does, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely can't wait for the next season, but I think we're going to be waiting for a long time. Yeah, quite quite possibly. <laughs> Number three is The Last Dance. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've watched it. I've watched Have the you? first episode. Yeah. Excellent. Any good? So, uh, absolutely fascinating. Um, really? Yeah. So I am going to watch it. It does look quite interesting. What is it? <laughs> so, it's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. It, it's a sports documentary. It's one of the two sports documentaries I've watched in the last week. <laughs> you are getting all into your sports, aren't you? Well, between these these two things and Tiger King, I'm a documentary-only watcher now. Um, <laughs> so The Last Dance is the story of the Chicago Bulls 1997-1998 season. Right. It's basically telling the story of 
the last year that the sort of all-star team was together. So this is a team with Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen. So it was one um, where they were like peak. Yeah, so they've, they've just won two championships in a row. Right. And they're, they're coming back for their to go for the third in a row. Uh, and basically the first episode sets up that the coach has been told he won't have his contract renewed. And there's right. all these politics going on back, backstage in the <laughs> office. Yeah. And, and uh, it's all about egos. You know, the, the guys in the office don't think they get a fair crack of uh, the credit for winning all these championships. So is there um, like footage of from that sort of era then? How, tons. How has so, that happened? Has so, it just so, been on no, the shelf this, for that long? Or? This is a great point because this is what I was thinking when I was watching it. So this footage is 22 years old. Yeah. And they've got, they've got, um, They've got more practicing. They've got interviews with everyone, so the players, the executives, the coach, um, footage on the in the in the changing rooms, in the practice ground, on the co- on the on the bus, on the aeroplane. So wow. someone sat on this for twenty two years, and now they've gone. This is the right time to make it. How strange! That's really uh, weird. It is. That's <laughs> this boggles my mind. Yeah. Um, but the, I've watched the first episode. So Netflix are not. They've not dumped it all at once. So right. they're doing two episodes at a time. Oh, right. Okay. That's unusual. And I watched the first one and it's it's got me hooked. It's great. Cool. Uh, I think it's going to be, it's a really good story. I have a sort of a passing interest in basketball in that I think it's an incredibly skillful game. I don't really know much about it, but um, I think this is going to be well worth checking out. Cool. Okay. Keep us informed then on how that goes over the next few weeks, if that's we'll how they're going to do it. And I will with The Innocent Files as well as I watch it. Deal. Um, number two, do you want to have a guess? As Tiger King come off the top. It is. Tiger King is currently in at number two on Netflix. I don't think we need to talk any more about Tiger King. We released an episode last week all about Tiger King for about... Yeah, check it out. Nearly half an hour's worth of it. So yeah, check out our episode on Tiger King. It was we the first surfaced. time we've ever... Uh, yeah, first time we've ever gone to the top of the stream for a prolonged period of time. And we had a lot of fun talking about it. Yeah, we did. It was really good. It's had some good feedback. So check it out and check out the artwork that Ross Cook made. That's which stupendous. you'll find on our um, Instagram, on our Twitter. It is amazing. Shout out to Ross. It's, I think it's his finest work he's done for us to date. It's amazing. So what's in at number one? Uh, I actually know the answer to this. Do you? But I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Too Hot to Handle. That's it. It's a So it's Netflix's version of Love Island, basically. Yeah. I did say to you off air <laughs> that I might watch one just for research purposes. Yeah. And... I've not been able to bring myself to do it. Oh, really? I've not heard it? it is awful. Oh, you've let me down. I'll, I'll try and do. I'll try and do it for next time. Do you know what it is? What it's what's what's the concept? Uh, so basically, uh, a load of hot people in inverted <laughs> commas are sent to a resort, um, and I don't know how long the period of time it's for, but they have a prize fund at the start of the show. I think it might be a hundred grand, right? And they have to abstain from, <laughs> as you would say, doing the naughty, um, <laughs> because every time. So if you if if people kiss, then they'll they'll knock a couple of grand off. Oh, the right. prize so fund. They can't if, like do anything. Sure. So if they go full on into the bone zone, then it's like twenty grand, I think. No entry to the bone zone. Yeah. Wow. So uh, yeah, you got to keep it in your pants. I read a report earlier that it, they reckon it's bookies have slashed odds on it being this year's most successful reality TV show. Really? They reckon it might beat Love Island. Again, it's fantastic. It's great timing for for Netflix you know, yeah. to push the button and, and, and release it. So they did mention, though, that to beat Love Island, half the amount of accounts in the UK would need to watch it. But they have slashed the odds on that happening. Okay. I can't see it. Okay. <laughs> I'm but that, that, watch it. <laughs> is that using Netflix's stupid counting algorithm, which yeah. is you have to watch it for 30 seconds or whatever it is? Two minutes. Two, two, oh yeah, two, two minutes, minutes. Two minutes is classes of you on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So that's your top ten. Have you watched anything else worth mentioning? Yeah, I've watched another documentary. Oh God, <laughs> you're really educating yourself. I've, well, well, not really. Uh, <laughs> I've watched another sports documentary. So <laughs> that's it. I just watch sports documentaries now. Um, There's no sport to watch, so you have to watch the sports. I don't really watch sport though. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there was sports to watch, I, uh, I yeah, I've watched uh, season two of Sunderland Till I Die. Oh right, uh, okay. Which is a another behind the scenes sports documentary following uh, Sunderland Football Club, right? Um, and their attempts to get back uh, to the to the championship. I've heard a bit about this. Apparently, it's a bit like The Office. It's like crazy. there are there are some proper office like characters <laughs> in there. 
uh, I would say the the team the because because they had a takeover of the club. The team running uh, the club are a bit better this season than the in season one, but uh, it's quite a close call. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's really well edited. You know, they 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 put all the drama they can in it with you know slow motion. There's a lot of there is a lot of match footage in there to be fair. Right. And and basically uh you know follow the story of how they uh may or may not throw it away for a second year in a row <laughs> interesting i might check that out as well then i need I need to find some more time i need to not go be back at work yeah he's, <laughs> it's, gone, it's gone a bit wrong for you in that broken respect. me um i watched a film okay uh, i was asked to watch this film by right. uh, our friend alex um he didn't want to watch it but he okay. <laughs> he wanted me to watch it and then for me to tell him if it was worth watching so that's what i've become now become people's moral guide in films you like um, you know in like ancient egypt when cleopatra had a taste tester <laughs> yeah that's exactly what to, i am just to look for poison i'm being used that's that's you <laughs> but for movies i'm being used i watched a film called the platform oh, okay yeah uh, which is uh, a new netflix it's spanish i've seen the trailer it looks interesting i would i would definitely um i, I will watch it at some point I won't give away too much about it. I settled down expecting to watch this subtitled Spanish film. It's dubbed. Okay. Which I was quite surprised by. Um, it looked very cu- cubish. It's exactly the same. Well, it's not exactly the same, but it's a very similar vibe to Cube. Um, we talked about Cube on season one. Uh, it did really well. Came really high up in the stream table. But it, basically the premise is that this is a prison set over an unknown amount of floors. And every day, a platform full of like a great big banquet of food descends and stops on each floor for two minutes yeah so obviously if you're on floor one you've got pick of the pops you can have whatever you want but by the time it gets to floor 200 there's barely anything left just scraps and all sorts of shit on there (laughs) and it's how you survive because you're on each floor for a month so it's how you survive that if you can survive on one of the floors for a month and then hopefully you'll get to a higher floor and you'll be able to eat in the next month is is there not is the trick to it that there's enough to survive, but people are greedy? That is exactly the trick to it. There yeah. is enough for everybody. It's a, it's a good concept. It's a really good concept, and it's a really good film. It's cool. It's really dark, like proper dark, and it's really dreary, and it makes you feel horrible <laughs> about the way the human condition is. Yeah. But it's, it's well worth checking out. I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I was going to suggest it go on our list, but again, it's something that it went in quite high in the charts. Stayed up in the top of the charts for, for quite, quite a long time. time. Yeah. yeah, it was heavily pushed. It was, and it's too good to go on our list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I watched that, and uh, I've told Alex to now go and watch it, and hopefully he will, and then he can let me know what he thinks of it. Ace, absolutely. Got anything else? Yeah, I've got, I've got a game this week. Wow. Okay. I've not done one for a little while. It has been a little while. I say that like I've put loads of effort into this. I like scrawled it down earlier on, and I'm, I'm not sure how it'll uh, play out in, okay, <laughs> in reality. Enough. But we'll have a go. Go for it. Um, so we are talking this week about a movie called Deadly Detention. We are indeed. Um, which is about a load of school kids yep. in detention. Yep. So um, I have got as a game uh, about schools. Okay. So I used to go to. I them. yeah yeah. A long time ago. More particularly, mascots. Okay. So I'm going to give you five mascots, and I want you to tell me if they are real, education, okay. or are they fake, i.e. from a movie or a TV show. Okay. okay fabrication. Okay. Education or fabrication. Yeah. Is that the name? Yeah. Go for it. So let's play education or fabrication. Uh, the first one. I need a jingle for your games. <laughs> yeah. I might make one. Okay. Do I have to sing? I can sing. Okay. The first one is uh, the Greendale Human. Greendale Human. Now, that's vaguely familiar to me. Now, that's the only way that's going to be vaguely familiar to me is if I've seen it on the TV. So I'm going to say fake fabrication. You are correct. Good start. Where have I seen it? Uh, So the Greendale Human is the mascot for Greendale Community College, uh, which is the college in community. Which I've not seen, so I don't know. (laughs) That makes no sense. That makes no sense, but it it did sound familiar, so maybe I've heard of it somewhere. It's basically just a guy in a morph suit. (laughs) Fair enough. A green one? No, no. (laughs) I missed a trick there. (laughs) Okay, so good start, 1-0. Cool. Uh, The second one. So the Santa Cruz Banana Slug. (laughs) <laughs> a 
That sounds disgusting. That's too weird to make up. Somebody's made it up there because it's either made up for TV or made up for real life. Santa Cruz banana slug. Real. Education. Correct. Oh, really? (laughs) Santa Cruz University. Uh, Their mascot is the banana slug. Unbelievably. That is true. This has horrible. Uh, I've got a picture. He's quite cute, actually. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, maybe we can tweet it out in the week. Yeah, stick it Um, on Instagram or something. No worries. Okay, good. 2-0. Doing well. Right, let's go with the Stanford University tree. (laughs) The Stanford University tree. That sounds real. Real education. Correct. Oh, wow. Three for none. What a boring mascot. It's just a tree, or is it somebody dressed as a tree? It's someone dressed as a tree. (laughs) Like a big fir tree. Wow. Okay. Just seems weird. Bizarre to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've won already, but let's uh, Let's keep going. I've never got five out of five. Just just for fun. I think you might have a good chance on this one (laughs) of any of them. This is going to be the one. Okay. So the William Penn Academy Quaker. That's. from the Goldbergs. It is correct. Fabrication. Well Excellent. Done. That was good. That so Barry plays that in the Goldbergs for a little for he a does, couple yeah. of episodes. He does, yeah. So you've got one more. Okay. So the Rhode Island School of Design. Yeah. Their ice hockey team is called the Nads. <laughs> right. And their mascot is called Scroty. And he's a full on cock and balls. No way. No way. That's that's definitely not real. Fabrication. I'm afraid. It is education. Ah, oh, damn it. I've never got five out of five, and I really want to. I'm going to send you a picture uh, while we're talking. Okay. Scroty. Scroty. Last time you sent me a picture of Scroty, it didn't end well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your missus was not said, happy. He said we wouldn't do that again. <laughs> Good. Well, you still won. 4-1. Four, 4-1, one. Four, one, I'll take that, but I would have preferred five. But, oh, yeah. well. Well, something for you to still aim, to aim for, isn't it? Yeah. Send me this picture of Scroty. I want to see it. I'm going to. Okay. I want to see your scroty. <laughs> <laughs> it's good good uh, podcast entertainment, me texting you. Yeah. Well, we'll put a picture. Is it okay to put it up on Instagram? To yeah. I'll, I'll, logo on it? I'll send you this quick one now. This probably isn't the best one, but it's the funniest one. But it's him in action <laughs> on the ice. It's winging its way to you. I have it. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. How have they got away with doing that? <laughs> I don't know. It's literally a man dressed so, up as a... So I was reading about this earlier, and um, their basketball team. So their their ice hockey team's called the Nads. Yeah. Uh, and their <laughs> basketball team's just called the Bulls. Really? It's the Rhode Island Bulls. That poor man who has to dress up as that. Look at his face. Looks dis- he looks so disappointed in himself. <laughs> I'll get that. I'll definitely just... get that out on Instagram. We'll check. We'll uh, let the viewers see. The, the, I've called them viewers now. The listeners <laughs> see that. The the team logo is quite good. It's a uh, it's a it's a couple of ice hockey pucks. <laughs> And then the um, the stick is protruding <laughs> from betwixt the pucks. Betwixt, I love the word betwixt. It's one of my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's really made, that's really made my day. That that's that's a thing in real life. It's not a good looking cock and balls, is it? No. <laughs> if there is any such thing, I'll get to send you the logo as well. I don't know how much of this will make the <laughs> the edit, but it amuses me. We are like nearly I- half an hour in already. <laughs> I could assign it to you, your picture. So when you uh, <laughs> when you text me, do it. Just have a massive cock and balls. There you go. That's Send brilliant. A team logo. That's brilliant. Nads. That's insane. How they get away unbelievable. With that. It is unbelievable. Right. On that note, we should probably talk about the film. Let's do it. So this week we watched a film called Deadly Detention. We did. It is from 2017. It is unrated in the UK. So nobody's been bothered to watch it, obviously. Um, <laughs> IMDb have it as mature. No, Netflix have it as mature. IMDb have it as unrated. Um, it's on for an hour and a half. One hour and 30 minutes exactly. Currently rated at 3.4 on IMDb. Very, very low for what we've been used to lately. That is low. Very, very low. There's actually only seven people in this film, which is unusual. It's quite a low number. Um, stars Alex, F- I don't know how you pronounce this, there's no vowels in it, Frunka, <laughs> Frunka, F-R-N-K-A, who plays a character called Lexi. Yeah. She is most famous, she was in the US version of The Inbetweeners. Okay. She played Carly. Never watched that. Not me, don't think anybody has. Also stars a lady called Sarah Davenport, who plays a character called Jessica, who loves a horror film, but she's never been any that you'd probably heard of. And a guy called Henry Zaga, 
presume it's Zaga, Z-A-G-A. Zay. Sounds right to me. He plays a character called Barrett. He's been in yeah. a couple of episodes of 13 Reasons Why, a couple of episodes of Teen Wolf, but I think he might be about to break out. Why? What's he... Uh, uh, this year he's got a part in the new reboot of the X-Men films. Oh, the one that's... It's got Maisie Williams in, in and... Yeah, but that's been on the shelf it's for been like on the two shelf. Years, yeah, it has been it? on the shelf for years. And it's um, been quite the source of a lot of rumours as to why, as in, is it trash <laughs> or is it a victim of bad timing because it had it was the whole Disney taking over Fox and then they're not interested in it because they wanted to go another way. Yeah. And, um, no one really seems to know. It was supposed to come out. It's actually had four release dates. Really? Um, originally it was supposed to come out in 2018. It's currently not got one due to the current situation in the world. Um, it's currently in limbo, but it is due to come out. And I don't know, it's a reboot of a of quite a big franchise. But it's not. he's not only going to be in that this year, he's also going to be in the TV series The Stand. Okay. Which is, and he's playing quite a big part. He's playing Nick Davenport, which is quite a big, if you know the story of The Stand, it's quite a big character. Yeah. Uh, the Stand's obviously Stephen King's huge novel that he wrote years and years ago. About a virus that kills out the entire world, to be fair. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got quite a big part in that. So this year might be his year if he can, if things fall right for him. Or if things get delayed, next year might be his year. I mean, he's probably the best person in this as well, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, definitely. Directed by a person called Blair Hayes, who you won't really have heard of. He also directed Bubble Boy. Oh, right. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, years, years and years ago. Yeah, it's pre- pretty much the only thing he's got. He's done a few things, but that's probably the most famous thing he's done. Okay. Um, 2001, that was. Wow, so a uh, big break for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done a few things in between, but not not a lot. Um, also, we should probably mention this film on IMDb is called The Detained. Okay. But on everywhere else, it's called Deadly Detention. That's a much worse title. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for a start. No. Um, so we call it, we're calling it The Deadly Detention. I don't know why it's called The Detained on IMDb. I couldn't find it anywhere. It hasn't got a Wikipedia entry. So this is like... Really, really is bottom of the stream. It's literally not mentioned anywhere. It's not even got Wikipedia. So yeah, so so Netflix has just picked this up and dumped it, and uh, yeah, see what they yeah. can get out of it. Hope that no one will ever find it and talk about it. Two people have. And here we are. <laughs> the only two views it's ever had. You got one word review? Can I swear? Yep. <laughs> no, I don't want to give away my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to choose that word. Okay. Um, we're going to disagree on this film. <laughs> I can see it now. We're going to disagree on this film. I'm just stalling. I'm thinking. Okay, now today. <laughs> I'm going with uh, cheap. Cheap. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you have that. It's definitely cheap. There's only seven people in it. It's all in one building. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you the first thing that stuck out at me? Yep. And one of the reasons that makes me say it's cheap. Go on. I don't know if you'd have noticed this as much, uh, depending on how you watch this. I, I just I watch this uh, on headphones on my iPad. A few nights ago, okay. The music to this movie, yeah, is god awful. <laughs> th- it is the most generic, piped in, edited in afterwards, undramatic. It doesn't fit what's happening in front of your eyes. It's it's like they've just taken it off a free internet library. Yeah, it's. Awful. I did. I have actually written at some point during the film that the really weird '80s synth music starts playing for no reason whatsoever. It's like they've used a temporary soundtrack from Night of the Comet or something <laughs> like that, and just bunged it on this uh, high school detention film. Yeah, uh, it's it's terrible. It really put me off a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, that was my first thing I've got written down. My God, the music's terrible. <laughs> it is. It, and it is carried on bad. all the way through it. It is pretty bad. Uh, this film's basically, it's a horror remake of The Breakfast Club, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's as simple it as is. that. It's, it's... it's The Breakfast Breakfast Club with a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't, that's exactly what it is. If you like The Breakfast Club, which is also on Netflix now, I think. I think it went on recently. Yeah, it did, it did. So uh, watch that and this and see what happens. I haven't watched The Breakfast Club in a long time. A long, long time. My wife and my oldest daughter were watching uh, Mighty Ducks the other day. Oh, really? On Disney Plus? Talking I heard of, that was on Disney Plus. Uh, uh, talking of Emilio Estevez, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, we, let's going, get on with going this on film. Piste. <laughs> going on piste already. And so the film opens with a girl that's being chased down a corridor um, by an unseen assailant, and then it comes up on the screen three hours earlier. Yeah. So it didn't really start off very well in my eyes, but uh, <laughs> I'd hate it when I've, I've mentioned it before. But I hate that sort of 
weak storytelling. There's no need for it. I didn't need it either. Just start with them in the bus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pointless. Couldn't agree more. And so uh, three hours earlier, she's on a school bus with uh, the rest of her uh, class, I guess. Uh, it's five, five kids. Five kids. In de- they're heading towards a detention. I say kids. They're all mid-twenties. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Um, you get a quick, brief look at the bus driver. He's got a shrine next to him for some bizarre reason. Yeah. And we get introduced to everybody on the bus with a, like a name card that comes up on the screen. Yeah, look, at least they couldn't be bothered to do the exposition in the uh, conversations. Explain or who's who. <laughs> Stick a caption up. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. We've seen it a couple of times, haven't we? It's like... Yeah. It's a weak concept. That it just they could... used it in uh, a lot better... In the babysitter. Yeah, I was I was just uh, trying to think which other film we'd, we'd seen it in, and you're right, they did yeah, use it in the babysitter. Um, but it was it was actually funny <laughs> <laughs> there. Not so much here. No, not so much. Yes, yeah, so you basically get introduced to every character in the film, well, all the kid characters anyway. Um, and the bus driver drops them off, but they're not at a school. No, they're at a prison, which sure is are. which is random. And they all like there's like a group slow motion group shot of them all walking towards it with the title card underneath, isn't there? And it's a uh, very uh, there's definitely an eighties vibe to the beginning of this film. Maybe not for the rest of it, but there is like a weird eighties vibe to it. But that's probably something to do with it being a remake of The Breakfast Club. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I didn't specifically think there was an eighties vibe to other than the music. I, I didn't think that that's particularly what they were going. With. No, I don't think they were. It's the, it's the slow motion walking and the the title card coming up over them. It just it felt a bit eighties at the beginning. I, I, again, I think it's probably the only uh, effect they could afford. It probably uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they get led off to this uh, like break room in this prison. And I've written, this isn't a school, it's a prison. <laughs> yep. And the teacher comes in. Sure. And and she, uh, so the teacher's called Miss Presley. Yeah. Uh, and she does give a bit of exhibition. Yeah. And answers the question we're all thinking, why the hell are they, why the hell are they in a prison? <laughs> and The most random reason of all time. She delivers the line, which fell completely fat, flat for me. That um, the reason they're in the prison is because their school is infested by possibly rabid possums. <laughs> so they've been kindly offered the use of this uh, disused prison to hold Saturday detention in for these kids. Yeah, because whatever they've done was obviously bad enough for them to have to hire a prison out. Plausible, isn't it? No. <laughs> she even sets herself up a little office. Like she's going to be there all day. She's got <laughs> yeah, she does, she's yeah. got like a trophy and a book. She's even got a little bowl of sweets. But she's yeah. not letting anybody she- in there pictures of the family yeah but then again we do find out she's mental she lists some rules off doesn't she of uh, what these kids have got to do for the day yeah and rule one was no talking uh, rule number two was no leaving your seats rule number three was write an 800 word essay about a student who had killed herself dark and then rule number four was that she was having all their phone all their cell phones where did you get that from their, their essay was about themselves no, it was about the girl who killed themselves it wasn't Are you sure it was i'm sure I've it was got- the title of their essay was that they had to write was The Me You Don't See, and they had to write like an introspective about their feelings and stuff. Maybe she told them to think about the, the day. Maybe deal. she did, yeah, I don't know. I've definitely written that. You've been wrong before. That's, <laughs> That's true. But the girl who killed herself becomes prominent important. later on. She does, yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway, that's that's what I'm sure that's what she said. Okay. <laughs> the, the jock lad, well, it's not really a jock. How would you describe Barrett? Uh, like he is rich, rich. Yeah, it's like the uh, Zach Morris of them all, isn't he? Sure, yeah. Um, he wants to keep his phone because he's diabetic, and you can't, and he needs his phone. But she's yeah, he's, not... got an, he's got an app to track his yeah. how diabetic he gets. But she's not having that. She just throws a sweet at him, which I thought was quite yeah. funny. That made me laugh. Um, and then she leaves, so she kind of leaves them all to it to get right in this essay, and she heads back to her office. This bit was really creepy. Yeah, she, she starts reading a dirty book, doesn't she? She does that, and but she also gets Barrett's phone out. And she starts going through his pictures, and there's like selfies, and then some shirtless selfies. Yeah. And then from her perspective, you see her face change radically. These are high school students. Yeah. Yeah. She's obviously found his uh, private folder. <laughs> Not appropriate. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, was, it came across really creepy, I thought. It was like, that's weird. Yeah, she's just like getting all horny with this phone. Yeah. For this presumably 16 year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> There's a girl in there called Lexi, who is the flirt of the group, the slag, the slut. Yeah, troublemaker. Troublemaker. Um, she's kind of in there making a bit of an ass of herself, flirting with her, flirting with the lads and, well, flirting with Barrett. There's a really, there's a quiet skater girl in there who apparently never talks. So she, yeah, she starts... Yeah, uh, 
that's Taylor. Taylor, yeah. She's teasing her quite a bit. And the teacher comes back in and basically gives her another detention. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> she's, it's, it's that old, you keep talking, you get another Saturday. Yeah. She still answers back. Yeah. Three Saturdays. <laughs> she, Ten Saturdays. She gets more Saturdays. The principal, principal leaves again. I don't know where she's gone this time because Lexi kind of leaves and goes through into the office that she set up. Yeah. And she starts going through the principal's bag. Steals a load of dollar dollars. Yeah, she steals some money. She finds the trophy that the principal got for principal of the year 2010. Yeah. <laughs> she steals it and she takes it back into the room where all the kids are kind of working. And eventually it ends up being hidden behind Kevin. Now, Kevin is the gay, black, Bible studying kid. Sure. <laughs> um, obviously, because that's a stereotype these days. As the breakfast club's all about, that's probably where, is that where all these high school stereotypes came from originally? Um, probably. It's what, you mean like jock, jock, nerd, skate, goth slash skater? Yeah. Yeah, well, it had a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's and I think this film tries to play on that a little bit, doesn't it? But it kind of twists them a little bit. Tries to, anyway. Um, she, so the, this trophy's now hidden behind Kevin and Jessica. Jessica's like the nerd athlete one. Yeah, she's the uh, one with a potentially a future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the principal threatens to rip Le- Lex's ear piercing out, which is a bit weird. This was awful. So I've just written, this bit was awful. This this bit where the teacher comes back in and she gives them all a dressing down. Yeah. It was just... Because at this point, I'm still not sure what film I'm getting. And uh, <laughs> this quickly made me realise the level of acting we're seeing, you know, compared to something like last week yeah. when we praised so many of the performances. Yeah, we won't be doing that this week. I could not think of anything more opposite than what we've seen this week because this bit when Miss Presley is dressing them all down, it was terrible. <laughs> we did say last week, this is probably our own fault because we did say last week that we we felt like we'd been treated well recently by the randomizer. We'd had quite a lot of sixes in a row, hadn't we? And yeah. We were due a three and this is what we got. Yeah, it is really bad, the, the that scene in particular. The principal then gets a phone call and she leaves the room and a few minutes later she starts... They hear like a scream and the she's like kind of banging on the door, on the prison cell door, isn't she? Trying begging to be let back in. Yeah. And it seems like somebody's like, they just ignore her, basically. <laughs> They're just like, what the fuck? I'm not doing that. And eventually a bloody handprint appears on the door. Yeah. And, and also the blood just looked bad. So <laughs> uh, did you not even notice, did, you know, it it looked so cheap. It looked like um, food colouring. Yeah, it did. <laughs> It was just, it was the wrong colour. It was, it was water. It it just looked shit. Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling you didn't nit- really like I'm this nit- very much. I know I'm nitpicking, <laughs> but it it just looks really obvious because I'm not always that observant. And That's um, true. Yeah. Although you did win the trivia question last season, so. Well, maybe I'm got no turning the corner. But... <laughs> anyway, yeah, so she's kind of begging and screaming to be let back in and then eventually she goes quiet. Barrett tries to break down the door and then Jessica has to go as well, but they realise it's a prison and you've got no chance of breaking the door down. And then this blood starts seeping under the door you don't see any of it they just kind of make out that that's what's happening yeah uh, lexi and jessica have a brief fight about what they should do uh, they are freaking out at this point but they don't appear to be that bothered that somebody's just killed their high school principal no they, not really not, they uh, don't seem that interested or that to care that much uh, until the doors start slamming open and shit yeah. and a voice comes through the tunnel yeah there's a tunnel system it, the first time the tunnel comes on it says I am your new principal. The rules have changed. The door is open. Yeah. <laughs> and so they go through this door. The body isn't there anymore. Nope. That's been, been dragged that's off. Been dragged off. So they, they figure, let's uh, follow the blood trail. Of course you do. <laughs> As you do. And Lexi's got the trophy, which is, when I say trophy, it's more of a... To be fair, they're kind of still thinking, oh, you know, the the teacher's gone to yeah. this massive effort to set this up. Yeah, they're, they're convinced because the teacher's she, trying to... She's a bitch. And she's mental. Yeah. So Lexi's got this trophy. How would you describe this trophy? Um, it's like... <laughs> it looks like Scroty <laughs> from our game. <laughs> it's very... Um, what's the word? Phallic. Yeah. It looks a bit like the Washington Monument, if you imagine that sort of shape. Yes, it does. It's, yeah. it's a yeah. long pointy triangle glass trophy. Lexi's got that as like a weapon. And they head to the office to look for their cell phones, which is quite a clever idea. Um, but they're not in the box. Their cell phones have been taken. And Taylor, at this point, starts talking. Now, Taylor's never spoken before in the film. And by the looks of their reaction, she doesn't speak that often anyway. She's the skater, quite skatery one. Mute. Yeah. And she tells them a, a ghost story. 
about an abandoned prisoner that was left in the prison when the prison was closed down. Yeah, she just happened to read it uh, before, before they uh, went in. They left to this prison. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that starts freaking them all out a little bit. But Lexi's convinced that it's Presley who's the principal doing this to them, and they all kind of agree with her in the end. That like that's, that seems the most logical conclusion to come to. Um, this is where I've written eighties synth music plays. Yeah. All the doors are locked but as they're going through these corridors, but one suddenly opens, which lets them through, and then another suddenly opens. Yeah, so I think you you quickly realise the um, the idea in play here is that whoever this is uh, at the other end of the the public address system is very much herding them. Yeah, they want them to go in one particular direction. They want them to go. Yeah, yeah, and he's obviously sitting in a control room, shutting and and opening the doors that. Uh, Points them in the right direction, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then the tannoy clicks in again, and I think this might be the worst line we've ever had on bottom of the stream. Okay, go for it's, it. The tannoy comes on and it says, who's going to make it to the end of deadly detention? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's not, wow. It's not good. So all, all the way as they're walking through these various storerooms and corridors, they're all still basically not taking it that seriously. Yeah, they're all just joking about Taylor makes Kevin jump a couple of times. She kind of jumps still out they're pissing about, and all five of these people are absolute vacuous morons, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. It's just, they're the sort of people who, who will be on them um, too hot to handle. <laughs> yeah. They're very one-dimensional, very uh, moronic. Yeah. So before long, they find Miss Presley's body. Yeah, they do find the body, and that kind of changes things a little bit. So I am going to say a positive thing. Go on. This is the high point of the film for me, where <laughs> they find the body and they're so vacuous and moronic that none of them know how to check a pulse. Yeah. So Lexi says, is she wearing a Fitbit? That'll tell us if she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. It's the high point of this movie. It's a good it's a good line, to be fair. The Tannoy tells them to step away from the body, so they all do. And before they leave, they decide. Kevin decides that Lexi should make, do a eulogy. Because yeah. that's something you do when you've just found a dead body. So they all kind of stand there while Lexi talks about the principal for a little bit. And Lexi decides to leave the trophy with the body. It's like a mark of respect. Yeah. So just give up your only weapon. Leave it with the body. But it's kind of, yeah, they've, and they've kind of left it there like almost as a headstone. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, but it was their only weapon they had. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Idiots. Anyway, so they, they head into, I think it's a kitchen area next. and Right, we so, so we are very swiftly going to my low point of this film <laughs> with what happens next. Is this with Barrett? Uh, yeah. So they're trying all the doors, obviously. And there's only they know that only one will let them through. And Barrett tries this door and he pretends that he's being electrocuted. Ah, but it's before that. So oh, okay. The, the way, no, it is this bit, but it's the bit that really just made me... Uh, <laughs> shake my head is one of them I think it's Jessica so they walk into the in front of this door and out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever she goes there's something not right about that door <laughs> yeah that's true I'd forgotten about that and then carry on yeah then Barrett, yeah, then Barrett sort of grabs the candle and pretends that he's being electrocuted by it and they all like shout at him Jessica hits him in the balls then he grabs the door again because he wants to go through it and this time he does get electrocuted by it they all think he's joking again obviously it's the old uh, double bluff joke but he ends up, he is being electrocuted. Yeah, his hair starts smoking. Yeah, a bit like Home Alone. They decide that the only way to wake up somebody who's been electrocuted is to give him the give him a kiss. Yeah, so not a kiss of life. No, just a kiss. Literally a, a kiss. Yeah, and that, that'll that prove if he's dead or not, because he'll definitely wake up, because he'll be enjoying this kiss too much. So Lexi kind of straddles him and kisses him, and uh, he does wake up. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah. Tano comes on again with another awful line. Uh, no one leaves till detention is over. Okay, <laughs> obviously, and that's when Jessica, who's the remember, is the sporty jock of the group. She initiates a huddle. Yeah, she gives them like a pep talk. Pep she? talk gets them all like hands in the middle. Team detention. Uh, and they find a couple of weapons, don't they? So yeah, like they get a some weapons. Bit yeah. of wood, a spatula. Um, yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing too useful. There's a there's a there's a point here now that actually did make me laugh, and it's really juvenile. I'm going to say it because it did make me laugh. So they're walking down this dark corridor and it's quite slippy. Yeah. So one of them says, oh, it's dark and slippy in here. And Barrett just goes, that's what she said. And it just really made me laugh. And it's really juvenile. And But that's what she said. It's always funny. I just, uh, just made me think he's, a, he's another Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> 
but as they're as they're sort of edging around that corridor, three of them work out that they were all framed. Yep. In that they didn't do what they were put in put into detention, detention for. for. Yeah. Uh, and I've not wrote down what they were framed for. No, not me. But, uh, but three of them, three out of the five of them, were framed. Yeah. So that's quite interesting. That does develop the film slightly if the film's this film's got any development that's kind of where it goes i i'll just say at this point we're like halfway through yeah the movie nothing's really happened no um and we've not seen the threat no not yet we're just about to I, 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 i'm struggling with this at this point <laughs> but i'll talk about my feelings let's see what happens end, but uh, so at that point they eventually do see what he's after them because he's kind of above them now in a prison you get these like mesh catwalks catwalks and he's on one of them above them and he kind of he runs after them a little bit doesn't he yeah and they all lock themselves in a room like a it's like an officer's room i guess it's very it small is, yeah. it's like a cupboard um and they start getting gassed and this gas canister comes in and that absolutely has no effect on them whatsoever i mean it takes them a long time to get out of the room doesn't yeah, it completely um, so it's They've, not effective as a weapon there's a couple of coughs yeah that's pretty much it um lexi climbs up into the ceiling um, because that's the only way out and they can't climb through the ceiling because they can't climb along the ceiling because it's like foam what do they call those ceiling tiles ceiling, ceiling tiles, tiles. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so they climb along the pipes yep and taylor's at the back and she gets kind of a, what happened did a foot get stuck no i think her or shoelace a, just got stuck her shoelace got caught around she's wearing like converse yeah and it got and- caught around one of the pipes yeah why don't she just take her shoe off exactly well, she didn't anyway, because this is the last we see of her. So simultaneously, as they're crawling through the the air conditioning and whatever through the ceiling, yeah, uh, the the killer is stabbing upwards through the um, through the, the floor, tiles. through the ceiling, yeah, getting a very closer and closer to Taylor, yeah. who's, who just won't take her shoe off. No, she's just sitting there trying to get her shoe off, watching this knife get closer and closer to her, and then we never see her again. So no, I'm going to assume see what happens. And, no, you don't. That will be a recurring theme. Uh, yeah. It's my biggest it bugbear cu- with the film. It cuts away before you see any death or gore. And I think I've said before in, I think it was Wish Upon, um, check out our episode from season one, yeah. where I've not got anything against a slasher film, but surely if I'm watching it, then... Get to see the slasher. I, I should, yeah. Yeah. I should be there to see that's, the deaths. I was going to say that at the end. to cut away that, that, every single one. That's my biggest bugbear with this film. That I was going to say it at the end, and I will say it at the end. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that they cut away from most of the deaths is well, really... Well, there's kind of a reason for it at the end, but we'll yeah, get to is, that. Yeah, there is, yeah. Kevin and Jessica fall through the ceiling at this point. Yeah. Um, you don't see that happen either. No. The, the screen they, fades to black after Taylor gets it's, killed. It's really comical, but unintentionally, because... So for the other four, they fall through... Although they're really close together, yeah, the f- they fall through the ceiling in a very comical ooh, fashion yeah. into completely different areas of the prison. In, fear, in, in fact, different floors of the prison because yeah. they have to cl- go back up through that corridor that was on a on a slant, which is why it was slippy. Even though they were just crawling along in single file. Exactly. Through the uh, air conditioner. Yeah. As when Taylor dies, it, the film fades to black. And when it comes back, both couples or both two pairs of people are just on the floor. You don't yeah. even see that happen. Yeah, so you've got Kevin and Jessica together and Barrett and Lexi together. And somebody's coming for Jessica and Kevin. He's after them too. So yeah, this is back to the uh, brief scene before the, uh, uh, right back at the start of the film. Yeah, so he's, he's got this stick and he's running it along the bars in the prism, chasing yeah. them. Then we cut back to Barrett and Lexi and they've Barrett reveals that he's got a hip flask, yeah. which he must have had all along. So they take a few shots of whatever he's got in there. And then they kiss a little bit. Yeah. And then his shirt comes off. Yeah. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, he's not got a shirt on anymore. Meanwhile, Jessica and Kevin are still uh, running. Kevin's hurt his knee. Yeah, she doesn't really wait for him. No, she doesn't. Well, he's hurt his ankle, hasn't he? Because when he yeah. fell through the ceiling, he hurt his ankle. Jessica kicks a door open and they end up in a dead end. It's like the visitor's room where the, you have like the perspex screens between the prisoner and the visitors. Kev's got like light, light up trainers. Yeah. And at no point... He, in fact, he stops a couple of times to turn them To fix on. them. Yeah, because it breaks. When he falls through the ceiling, it breaks. And so they're not being it. sneaky. No, not He's at not all. not turning them off to help their uh, hiding. No, I did think that. Anyway, there we go. Cut back to Barrett and Lexi, who are now both topless. Both topless now. Yeah, full and on bone zone. Full on bone zone's happened. Um, he's got bright pink boxes on. I don't know if you noticed, but they were like yeah. neon pink. They're about to go for round two, I think. 
I did think that because they were just about to start when we cut away. We had one brief scene of Kevin and Jessica and then they was they got their trousers back on. They were ready for round two. It didn't last very long. Cut back to Jessica. and It cuts now quite quickly between the two couples, doesn't it? Quite a lot. Jessica's now had a crisis of confidence. She's kind oh, of, this bit was terrible as yeah, well. Yeah, it was really bad. Anytime anyone is supposed to be doing any acting, yeah. uh, this just goes off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, she's kind of resigned. She's decided she's resigned to her fate. She's stuck in this dead end. There's nowhere to go. Um, Kevin tells her he's got. She's got to have hope because um, he's a. Um, what's the nice way of putting God botherer? <laughs> religious person. He's a faithful Christian. Yes, that's the word. Uh, Jessica decides she can't die because she hasn't made her dad proud yet. And but Kevin talks her around and says you probably have your names all over the trophy cabinet back at school. Um, and they have a bit of a bonding moment between the two of them. Have you wrote all that in your notes? Yeah. Do you want to know what mine says for that bit? It says, J and K are at a dead end. It's a boring bit. This is awful. <laughs> well, one of us has to be furrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this is the point where Barrett asks Lexi if, they want, if she wants to do it again. And I put, I've written, the first time must have been very quick. Okay. Jessica and Kevin are now, they've managed to get out, even though they were in a dead end and they was, they, it was all hopeless a minute ago. They're now walking down the corridor again. Yeah, but did you see where they hid? It just, was it just like under a table? No, they hid. They stood on the desk. Oh, yeah, they did. The, where one of the phones are. Yeah. And they just relied on the killer not, not looking around them. the corner. <laughs> and he didn't. So, so he just looked into the room, but he didn't look behind the door. basically hid behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin realises that he's holding Jess back a little bit now because his ankle's so hurt and she could get away a lot quicker. So he kind of ducks away from her. He ducks into a door- doorway and leaves, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, but something's following him. Never to be seen again. Yeah, something's following him. So he kind of spins around and the phone cuts to black again. And I was like, no! Jessica finds Lexi and Barrett just after they've got dressed. Um, so twice in like five minutes. And the tannoy comes back on again. And it says, please return to the holding area. Yeah. And it says it twice. But they just get bogged down in slagging each other off. Yeah, they don't do anything. They're just again, le- they're t- totally not taking on board this situation. <laughs> really. No, not at all. They, Le- they've gone back to like this, the playground. Uh, you're a jock. You're a slut. You're yeah, a that's exactly athlete. what it was. <laughs> like they are, they kind of argue between the three of them. Jess cuts Barrett with a really hard line of "You're a waste of beautiful space." She yeah. calls him, and Barrett calls Lexi a slut. And he says, "When when this all started, we all picked parts, and I picked popular." <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, and then he gets his head smashed through a window. Uh, he does, yeah. <laughs> so so the, the two ladies sort of go off ahead. He's yeah. sulking. Uh, and then the killer turns up and puts his beautiful face through a window. Yeah. Uh, the girls come back. Killer's left. Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> one of the girls says... One of them... Go on, were you going to say it? Oh, I think of the same thing as you. So one of them says uh, he wanted to die hot and now he looks awful. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I've written down. They get weapons again uh, at this point, the two girls. Uh, Lexi picks up a fork, like a dinner fork, not anything yeah. special. And Jessica picks up a like baking tray. Yes. <laughs> so they're going after this person with this a fork and a tray. Jessica kind of does a warm-up routine in the middle of the corridor. Was that supposed to be funny? Yeah. It wasn't funny. No, of course it wasn't. <laughs> but like something as random as that could have been funny. Yeah, there's and a lot of this film that could have been funny. And it wasn't. There no. was there was no subtlety or skill of how any of these roles were played. No, not at all. This, for me... It's generic. I'll, I'll talk about, like, generally what I thought of the film, although I think you can probably guess. <laughs> but, but going back to performances, I don't think we've seen many worse performances than everyone in this film. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Anyway, we're nearly there. We're nearly at the end, so let's get to the end. They find Kevin's Bible at that point as well, just after she's finished working out. Yeah. All smashed up. And the tannoy comes on and it says, congratulations, you are the sole survivors. Now, There's two two of them. Two, you can't be, you can't both be the sole survivors. You can't have sole survivors. No. It's not possible. So I've, written, I've put a load of question marks after that because it really made me laugh. They kind of find a shrine, don't they? They do. So now you know exactly who's doing all this. They attack the guy who's in there and he manages to get the best of them and he traps Jessica's head in one of these automatic prison doors. And that's the end of it, her. Yeah, smashy, smashy. <laughs> yeah, she's gone as well now. And it's the bus driver. 
from the beginning of the film, or the school security it's, guard. It's the portly, slightly unfit, balding, middle-aged bus driver. Yeah, who's outwitted this high school senior principal and all of these kids. Yeah, so he, he then proceeds to brag about how he set this all up. Yeah, he put... He put Including putting the possums in the I was just going to say that, he put the possums in the school. And he managed to frame them all to get them all detention. He basically says, look, they're all dead. There's nobody left. You can scream, but there's nobody here. So yeah, so it's, it's just, just Lexi. Le- it's just him and just Lexi. Lexi. Yeah. So he even makes a scream down the tannoy. It turns out he is the father of this girl who killed herself. Yeah. Back in the, uh, from the beginning of the film when they had to write an essay about her. And uh, <laughs> because he was convinced she was bullied at school. Yeah, he says you, you all made her life hell. Yeah. And Lexi said, no, she had friends. We didn't, what are you talking about? In fact, coincidentally and conveniently, yeah. Lexi has a locket around <laughs> yes. her neck. So he starts and he starts strangling her, doesn't he? And then she he just does. shows him this locket. And within that is a picture of um, the dead girl. Yeah, Jenny. And Lexi said that she was actually really good friends with her. Yeah, they were best friends and she gave me this yeah. before she died. And she said that the last time I saw her, she was all covered in bruises, which implies that maybe he was the one bullying her. Sure. Twist. And she says, she actually screams at him, I didn't kill Jenny, you did. And then all of a sudden, his head gets bashed in because the principal isn't dead. She's um, she's come back in. She's got her trophy. It looks like the Washington Monument. She bashed him on the head with it. Yeah. Uh, Lexi, this bit made me laugh a little bit. Lexi freaked out and she was like, get away, zombie bitch. Yeah. Which I thought was quite funny. Presley says, oh, assembly's going to be depressing on Monday because all of your friends are dead. But then in the very next line... She says, so, so, so they're walking away, aren't yeah, they? And the credits just are the starting to come up. And she says, oh, it's okay. None of them are dead. They all just need to go to A&E. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, I took the liberty of checking everyone's pulses. She says something like, none of them are going to look pretty in their yearbook. But they'll be fine. But even though she just said it's assembly is going to be depressing on Monday. So, <laughs> what have I just watched this film for? They're yeah. all fine. <laughs> and then they all leave and the credits roll and the film ends. Um, I don't think I need to ask, but what did you think? This was hot garbage. <laughs> it, yes, it was. It was not funny. It was not scary. It was not gory. It was cheap. It sounded terrible. The performances were awful. Uh... It, it was a waste of my time. This is the worst. I think this is the one of the worst things we have seen. Full stop. No, really, hundred yes. percent. Wow. There's not many things that this is right down there for me. Wow. Just you know, there might be things that I liked less. Yeah. But I think this is pretty much the worst thing, technically, performance-wise. Worse than script, hot Script-wise, it's down there with that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is that that's the level I'm looking at this. I'm I didn't hate this. I didn't, didn't. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't, I'm not saying I liked it. I didn't like it. But I didn't hate it. I struggled to see much redeeming feet many redeeming features about this one. Yeah, I can I, I completely understand all of your points and but for me it doesn't take a lot of changes to make this into a half decent film. Yeah, but they didn't do that. But no, they didn't. But you <laughs> <laughs> So th- but that's what I was thinking at the end. I was like, yeah, you could have made that so much better and it wouldn't have taken a lot. All you need to do is show the deaths. Yeah, and I'm, I've said before, I'm not like a massive fan of this genre and I yeah. don't, I'm not particularly a, like a gore hound, but what am I watching this film for if that's not in here? Yeah, you need to have those kids die. Yeah. And you need to have them die gorily or comedily, comedian, com- comically. <laughs> the, a bit like, do you remember Tucker and Dale? We mentioned Tucker and Dale versus Evil before. Yeah, we have, yeah. If you, they've done it in that sort of vein, where you have these kids get murdered in a comedy way. Yeah, Little Evil, the babysitter. Yeah, we've seen yeah, 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 good yeah. examples since we've been doing this show. The babysitter's a great show, actually. Uh, this film's very similar to that. Similar sort of style. It's probably the closest one you can compare them to. This is when the babysitter goes wrong. Yeah, because you only have to put in comedy death scenes or really gory death scenes you've got a half decent film the, the story's not bad the story's there of this revenge from the the suicidal girl's dad that's that's feasible i think if you you know if you are marketing and selling and writing it and producing it and you are just going with the simple premise this is the breakfast club with a serial killer yeah then there is a good concept there and you can probably do something with it but this is executed with no panache yeah 
no style, no... I just don't see the redeeming features. I just thought this was awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Yeah, I'd, it's not me, not for me at all. I think I've got you back a little bit in this one because remember when we watched The Anomaly and yeah. you said the one thing that made you enjoy that film was yeah. knowing that I would hate it so much. I think I've got my revenge a little bit on you here because... I was watching this thinking, Nick's going to fucking hate this. And I'm really enjoying that fact. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't hate fair, it. Fair but play. then slasher films are kind of my thing. I really enjoy slasher films. And I don't care if they're bad or good. I just quite, quite enjoy the concept of them. And I really like schlocky B-movies. And this kind of ticked a few boxes for me. Don't get me wrong, it is the worst film we've seen. And when we get to the stream table, there's only one place it's going. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it i didn't like it that's but fine. i also didn't that's hate fine. it there's there's something there that sometimes you can't wait for these films to end and i didn't get to that i did i felt like it went on forever but it's really short it is but i i felt like it was on forever like i said at that point where um just before like the bad guy turns up i, I thought i'd been watching this for an hour and a quarter i was 45 <laughs> minutes in i was only halfway through wow. i was disheartened it's probably it's only like an hour and 20 minutes if you take the credits out and the yeah. credits at the beginning out um i quite enjoyed the character of kevin um I, if i had one redeeming character i think he was the best character in it of all of them he was the most uh underserved yeah he, he was quite yeah. fleshed out as a character he was but he wasn't in it enough yeah he was the most hard done by in terms of the, the amount of time given in the in the script yeah that. i think you make him more prominent and if you're going to remake this film properly because he's like the scrawny gay black bible basher and that's quite For a sake, rounded he, character he, he turned his ankle and he decided well that's it i'm giving done up. yeah you know he's just given that pep talk and then but well, was it I've, I've turned my ankle so i'm just gonna uh lie down and wait to be uh, killed yeah, yeah yeah or not as the case may be i'm so disappointed that you didn't get to see any gory this this film needs gory or comedy deaths that's it yeah. that's the only thing that would push it right up there it's just a total non-event for me. Yeah. Total non-event. I, I Like I say, uh, I, I probably, there's other stuff I've disliked more, but this is down there as, technically yeah, quali- as a quali- quality wise, this is one of the worst things we've seen. It's it's on hot bot level. I think that's a good <laughs> uh, I, comparison of about where I've I got it. I don't think it's anywhere near hot bot. I think it's hot bot. Hot bot didn't finish bottom of the stream table. We've mentioned this before, but we always class it now as the worst film we've seen. Don't we? It's like, it's weird. It's there's the one film that sticks out to me as being terrible out of every one we've watched. So whenever I think of oh this is a terrible film, I'd always compare it to Hot Butt, even though it didn't finish bottom of the stream table. Yeah, it's weird. No, this this is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we move on to the stream table? Or no, so let's yeah. do our trivia questions first. Okay, fine. Um, do you want to go first or shall I go first? Uh, I can go first. Uh, I will be really kind, and I'm going to give you one. Uh, that Thank I you. avoid. <laughs> from, didn't even feel it. I, that I've already mentioned the answer to. Okay. And we'll see if you were listening. Probably not. So, what's the title of the essay that they wrote? <laughs> well, we debated about what the essay was even about. Yeah, but I want the actual. T- the, Miss Presley clearly states the title of the essay is. <sighs> uh, don't know. It's it's something like you and me. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, oh, you can. You, you want to not give it a guess? No, it's not going to come to me. It's the me you don't see. I knew it had a you and a me in it. But no, I never <laughs> would have got that. What's the name of the high school? Ah, uh, I've not got that because I've written the <laughs> I've written the name of the prison. Oh, was, that was my other question. <laughs> I was a hundred percent sure you were going to ask me the name of the prison. That was my other question. You don't. You, they do mention the name of the high school, and it is written on the side of the school bus as they pull into the yard at the beginning of the film. Mm, don't think I have picked that up. Do you want to have a guess? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, is it the Wayview High School? No. Damn it. It's the Wayview That's prison. The prison. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's the Nielsen High School. Ah, uh, no, I never would have got that. No. So is that that? Are we still on two all? Uh, yes. After five now. Yeah, bad week. We both got them wrong. That's not good. But we we level. We keep keeping up with each other, so that is good, I guess. Uh, stream table, ready to want yeah. to talk about that? Yeah, just put it at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is at the bottom currently? This. No, before this. <laughs> um, arc. Yeah, it's worse than arc. Simple. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be interesting now, actually, because you're going to keep it there all season. Well, I know. I think this will lead to could lead to a lot of arguments because 
I think it will really take something to be worse than this. And I don't. I think there yeah, are worse you, films you out won't. there. So yeah, it could be. There's a couple of films in there now that we'd argue about because Ark, you think Ark's in the wrong place. I'd have only had it one higher. Yeah, but, but know, eventually well, that's going to become a lot. So far, that's going to become yeah. a lot bigger gap eventually. So we're, we're going to there's going to be more arguments in this season, I think, as we go through it. I just can I just can just see that, especially when yeah. it comes to things down at the bottom. Yeah, well, it depends how passionate I get about wanting to keep this. Uh, <laughs> how, how far down? But. I I will tell you now. I don't think this will be the bottom of the stream table when this when this season finishes. Okay, we shall see. <laughs> that just leaves us to pick next week's film, I guess. Sure. I'm going to press the button now. Are you ready? I am. Uh, it has picked a film called Peelers. Okay. <laughs> Any ideas? Fruit. Fruit. Fruits or potatoes? Potato peelers, maybe. Um, peelers. Right, I found it. Are you ready for the synopsis? Yep. A small town strip club owner must defend her bar, her strippers, and her life when violent infected patrons show up on the final closing night and all hell breaks loose. What? <laughs> What's not to love? It sounds like a zombie film, by the sounds of it. Well, we've not done zombies uh, yet this season, so uh, yeah, yeah, let's go true. for it. I'm just looking through the cast list. I can't see anybody that's... Oh, Manny Jacinto's in it. Okay. Who is the guy from The Good Place. Yeah. I really like him. He's cool. He's quite low down on the list. I don't know how long he's going to be in it for, but... Let's do it. Peelers it is. Peelers. So yeah, go out and watch Peelers. And uh, we'll be back next week and we'll talk about Peelers. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>